You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. And it's bubbling over like a sweet champagne. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, we are up here on the mountain. It's a little colder today. It's... Uh, I feel like we went from summer straight to winter, but uh, it's actually fall. It's nice, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying the weather, but we're getting some rain finally. We've got snow on the mountains here. Some snow. Yeah, it's nice. It's brisk up here. Very brisk. It's a beautiful day. So today we're going to talk about hearing God, which is a topic that I always have questions about, and I know many of you guys also have questions about. I think it's probably one of the most frustrating things... uh, for Christians at a certain point in their walk, when you feel like you know, um, you know, you're not you're not hearing God as well as you want to, or you're not, or maybe you never learned how, or maybe you don't know what uh, the pastors are talking about, the people, the leaders are talking about when um, they say they hear God, and and maybe you're you're skeptical, maybe you're cynical, maybe you're somebody who says, uh, yeah, okay, you, you you hear the you hear God speak. You're, you're crazy, and I never hear God speak. But I'm just gonna live my life and try to be a good person. So so let's talk about that today. I mean, uh, what does it mean even to hear God? Well, first of all, it's such a distorted subject, and it's it's all important to me. Boy, hearing God's voice is at the focal point of my life. But we have so many irresponsible people out there through the years, or that are saying, "I hear God about this, hear God about that." And, and they basically, forgive me for saying it this way, but there's a bunch of Looney Tunes out there, right. and they're ruining the subject for all of us. I mean, sometimes people are going to think about us that we're mentally disturbed because of the bad examples that has been put before them. Uh, they might think of us, you know, you're two tacos short of a combination plate because <laughs> you're talking about hearing these voices. And so there needs to be a podcast on this, and I think that's what we're going to do today. Well, there's a lot of people out there that that, uh, don't believe in God, right? And if you don't believe in God, obviously you think that hearing God is delusional. Uh, And then there are other people that do believe in God, but they don't believe that God communicates with us on the daily, individually, right? Some people believe that God might communicate with certain leaders, certain people in certain positions, maybe the Pope, maybe some pastors. Uh, But people are very, very, very skeptical um, and so my hope in this podcast uh, is that we can answer some tough questions, but also that we can uh, just disarm people, maybe, maybe, maybe demystify. The well, whole again, thing, going right? back, and I said it last week, I like visuals. Uh, that movie, Field of Dreams, uh, Kevin Costner's seeing things and hearing things that nobody else is, and they all think he's cuckoo. Mm-hmm. And we're fascinated with that movie. And so that's kind of a word picture. I mean, what I'm hearing uh, almost weekly as I communicate with God is real to me. It's as real as, as that, uh, those ball players in the movie Field of Dreams. And so I think, Josh, what we have to do is, is we have to start, or I would like to start, talking about the Bible this morning. Because as Christians, we have come to a place in life where we have said, you know what, we have chosen to believe that God is real. He's really out there, and for us Christians, we've chosen to believe that he's written a book for us and left it with us, and we'll find out in a few minutes that in that book, it says over and over again that every one of the truth hears his voice. Mm -hmm. So I think if we could go back in just a moment and talk about the Bible, why we believe in the Bible, and then from that, let it be a springboard into hearing God's voice. 
Um, the Bible, I mean, think about it. Uh, is that really the Word of God? I mean, we have, what, 40 different writers who wrote over a 1,600-year span. When you look at the Bible, you go, who would have written that if it wasn't really the Word of God? I mean, the heroes of the Bible, it shows their, their bad side as well as their good side. Right. I mean, if you were writing a book about the Jewish faith and you wanted to, to make people think well of it, you sure wouldn't show one of their heroes, David, slobbering on the gates and acting insane. You wouldn't show his adulterous side committing murder to try to save his own hide because of his fleshly desires. Uh, you know, you wouldn't write this book. Uh, the, it, it's painfully honest. So the idea, uh, painfully honest. I have uh, taught this a while back, and I've confused people. I think uh, where I said the Bible is not the word of God, but but when I'm when I'm when I say that. I don't mean that the Bible wasn't written by, you know, God through people. I, I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes people will say, well, the Bible's the word of God, so I can flip it open to anywhere I want at any time, and I can use this verse to justify my behavior. They and misuse it. That, that's, right. There's a misuse of that. And so, like, when I think of the word of God, I think of, of God using the Bible to speak to us specifically about something well, the in, Word of the God moment, is inspired. Within context. It's inspired by God. And, I, and I'm not correct. I, I just, I've, I've had a different view of that. The only reason I've had a different view of that was because I've seen people misuse the Bible. Well, they misused all the time. There's a lot of people out there that don't choose to study the Bible. They have made a choice not to be educated about the Bible. You can't take verses that God made to the Jews, promises he made to them, verses that were, that were designed for them, and apply it to your life. There has to be some kind of education. I think when people give their lives to God, they should automatically uh, be uh, at least, well, I don't want to say, you know, forced to do it, but they should be encouraged to go through some classes, learn the basics about the Word of God so they can understand the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Again, there are certain things that God said to the Jews that are not for us. Uh, there's certain things that without context, you don't know what He's saying. Right. And so people need to be educated about the Bible. There's a lot of uneducated people out there today quoting the Bible, and they don't know what they're talking about. Right, they're adding to it. Because I think that's a lot of the problem that people have with the Bible and the trust that people have with people teaching the Bible is that they add a lot of stuff and yeah. opinion to it. There's a lot of, um, you know, extra that gets added to Scripture, and, you're just, and you wonder, wait, wait, is that actual in the Bible, or is right. that something that you've thought that it meant it was meant to be for, right? Like well, you misinterpreted. I, I, I just think that um, it's possible for people to take the Bible and find a scripture that will basically um, justify whatever action they want to take or justify whatever position they want to take or whatever theology they want to take, and they can use that and confuse people, whereas the Bible should be written from a blank, split, uh, a blank slate perspective. So like when you wake up in the morning and you read the word, it's, I, I think it's best not to have intentions and not to even have like uh, expectations specifically. Like I want to know the answer to this question. I think, I think we should come to the Bible when we read it and say, what is it that you want to say? Let, to the, me, let the like, Bible, what, let the Bible read you. Yeah. Like what do you, yeah, well, that's true. I mean, in he, in Hebrews, there's, um, there's a scripture. I'm going to find it in a second, but, um, but basically it talks about how the Bible's living, it's active, right? It's sharper than a two-edged sword, right? Yes. And it's able to judge our thoughts and intentions. And that right there, to me, is 
the Bible's more like a mirror yes. than it is a justification, right? Well, it says we're supposed to give an answer to everyone who asks of us, and it goes on to say in Scripture that we're to handle the Word of God accurately and show ourselves as good workmen. Now, it's again... Four, Hebrews 4.12, sorry. I push toward all of our young pastors teaching through the entire New Testament. And I like them to teach book by book, verse by verse, because so many people, as you have said, they try to go and lift a verse or a scripture or something that God has said through his apostles or maybe said through Jesus. They try to lift out a context and apply it to their life in such a way that's not accurate at all. Right. Um, and so when you, when you go through and read the whole New Testament or teach the whole New Testament, it's even better. You get a full perspective of, 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 of you know, mm-hmm. how this applies to your life individually. Mm-hmm. Again, there's so much ignorance about the Bible and so many ignorant people trying to use Scripture to prove points. And it, it can be a very dangerous book when you yeah. use it that way. Right, definitely. Yeah, I just... Uh, you know, when I'm involved in um, like a small group or something, and we're sitting there talking about God, and um, I, I, I it, it's easy to get unfocused. I think it's easy to just come in and say, "Well, you know, this is what God's doing in my life, and everyone else it should apply to them." But that's not really the way that it goes. God's very individual, right? Like He's very specific with us. And I think we can, we can hear other people's stories and we can hear other people's uh, takes on the scriptures that they're speaking and we can get encouraged by that. But it doesn't mean just because God's speaking something to you doesn't mean that God's speaking. Well, let's go back before we even go there. Like exactly. You know what I I mean? mean, The Bible is the word of God for so many reasons, but the accuracy of biblical prophecy blows me away. I mean, this word is, is the word of God. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, How many, uh, very intelligent people down through the ages have set out to disprove the Bible and end up getting saved and becoming believers. Uh, Accuracy of prophecy. I mean, the Bible says that Israel as a nation would be unfaithful to him. And as a a result of that, they would be dispersed all throughout the world. Did that happen? Yes. He said they'll come back before the end of age. Uh, They'll come back and be restored. That happened May 14, 1948. I mean, there's no way in my mind that an educated person who has an open mind wouldn't know that this is the Word of God. And I feel like we have to establish that before we go into hearing God's voice. Lee Strobel set out to uh, to basically disprove Christianity and to prove that Christ wasn't real, and then he ends up writing the book, Case for Christ. Exactly. And and so many people in I his community... I think you have Hugh Ross. Right. Dr. Hugh Ross. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Reasons he, to believe. Yeah, he, he came in from a scientific view right. and thought... Oh, slam dunk, I could disprove Jesus. And he came a believer and he's an astrophysicist. Right. And that's happened so many times. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, you say, Ron, why are you going there? Why are you trying to, to, to make sure we believe in the Bible? Because when you believe in the Bible, you believe the thing is inspired by God, it's the Word of God. Then you go to John 10 27. Mm. My sheep hear my voice, yes. and I know them and they follow me. Uh, John 8 47. Uh, whoever is of God hears the words of God. You know, that's a funny idea, the, the sheep hearing the voice. Vince and I, last year, we went out and videos, took, took video of some sheep. And uh, there was a shepherd, and uh, there were sheep. And the sheep were together, and there were some that were, you know, kind of uh, led astray from the pack. Right. You know, one of them got stuck in a, in a fence, so I went and helped him. But um, after I 
helped that sheep and I kind of walked that sheep back and, and I, I didn't see the shepherd anywhere. And then all of a sudden he just showed up and he was mild. He was meek. He was not worried. He wasn't saying a whole lot. He was just whistling a little bit and the dog would run around. And, and I just started thinking about that idea of a, of a shepherd. The, the shepherd wasn't sitting that one sheep down and saying, listen, son, here's why you need to do better in life. And here's why you're messed up. And here's why, you know, you, you strayed. He just said, come back. That's all he said. Come back. Did you think the sheep knew his voice? Yeah, he totally knew his voice. But but you're saying, Tom, you said something the other day, um, or today, I think on the way up, you said that uh, a lot of times we, that God is speaking to us. Yeah, He's just saying, stop, stop, don't, don't, you shouldn't <laughs> come back, right? I, and I, come back. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like yeah. uh, so many of us are out there that are, you know, struggling. I'm, I'm a struggler. I'm, I make mistakes. I, I'm, I've gone through the hardest time of my life, uh, still, still going through it. And every time I wake up, and I asked God, where are you? He just says, come back. Come back. He kind of whistles. Josh, Josh let me you know? stop for a second with that illustration. I don't want to get too far from it. I saw a video the other day that blew me away. And some people were in another country, and there were some sheep out there, and they were yelling at them, saying things. Sheep were ignoring them. They kept eating. A shepherd came over the hill and said one thing, and all those sheep wow. took off in his direction. Mm. They recognized his voice from these other voices. Well, the interesting, interesting thing, going back to the sheep idea again, is... He's, he's always asking us to come back into the fold, right? He's never telling us, hey, listen, you one little sheep, go on this path, and I'm going to give you a road map to get into this, this mountainous area where you're going to find a meadow, and it's beautiful by yourself. Go, go. No, no, he leads us back into the pack. He leads us right. back into the fold. Right. In other words, he leads us back into the church, back into relationships, back into the social structure. But right? I don't want to confuse our audience. He does give us that personal no, he does. Uh, touch all the time, too. He, he does, does sometimes just talk to me alone and you alone. Okay, so let, let, let's talk about that because that's confusing for me, and I think it's confusing <clears throat> for a lot of people. What does it actually mean to hear God? Well, number one, you have to believe that God is. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then when you're born again, and a lot of our audience don't know what that means, that term born again, we come to a place and time in life where we're out there in the world, we don't know God, and then we come into a place like VBF, we hear a sermon, and we say, I want to be one of God's kids. So they lead us to the back room, and we, 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 they encourage us to, to pray. Father God, today I want to become a believer. I want to become one of your children. So send your Holy Spirit down and yeah. come into my body and start living in me and give me the, the strength, the courage I need to start following you. It's all about the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, you know, Jesus told the disciples, he said, I'm going to leave, but I won't leave you as orphans. I will come back. On the day of Pentecost, Jesus comes into the room, and he's in spirit form, obviously, and he comes into all those 120 or however many right. people were there, and the Holy Spirit came inside of them, lived inside of them. So now what I have to do is get used to the Holy Spirit living within me. It says when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll convict the world of their sins. He'll lead you into righteousness. And then the Bible has a lot to say about walking in the Spirit. Let's go back for a moment. Uh, alcohol, very often today, is defined as a spirit. That's what we call alcoholic spirits. drinks. They're, yeah. they're spirits. 
Uh, does alcohol influence you when you put a lot of it in your body? Yes, it does. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can't live with the Holy Spirit in you without being influenced. The problem is many Christians today are not taking time out to get acquainted with the Holy Spirit living within them. Uh, can a woman be pregnant and not know it? Usually not. They know they're pregnant. When there's a baby inside of them, so they how, know it. How do you think that's done? I mean, how do people walk by the Spirit? Well, first of all, you have to acknowledge He's in you, and then you have to choose to believe these verses. Again, Isaiah 30, 21, and your ears shall hear a word mm. behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Abraham heard God, Jacob, Paul, Peter, Moses, they all heard God. So when you have a spirit indwelling you, let's use the word influence. Mm. He'll be influencing you. You can't have the spirit in you and not be influenced. For example, I've used this illustration for years. Let's say that there was some way you could get the spirit of Donald Trump in you. Oh, man. Now, we don't want to think that. I know it's a crazy <laughs> thought. That's the best I could come up with That's right good. now. That's a good one, though. And so you get Donald Trump's spirit within you. If Donald Trump's spirit lived in you, you would find yourself, like in the Republican Party, you would find yourself wanting to say all these crazy things. You would, you would find yourself hating Biden. I mean, it would be automatic. You go, what's up with me? you got the spirit of Donald right. Trump in you. you. Want to, you'd want to tweet in the middle of the night? Now, now Tom's, <laughs> Tom, 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 yes, that's true. Tom's going to be able to add a lot to this yeah. because he, is, he has lived with me, and, and, and we, we both learned together how to hear God's voice. So the first thing is you must choose to believe the Holy Spirit lives within you. For right. example... When Paul traveled, he went to the people in Ephesus and said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they go, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. He said, we got to do this all over again. Right. You have to believe he actually lives in you. The Bible says to be converted, you must become as a little child. Yes. And say, the Holy Spirit's in me. The Bible said, what was in our sermon two weeks ago? That we have the mind of Christ. Yep. Because he lives in us, we're going to automatically at times think like he thinks. We're going to start wanting to say what he says. So that's the first point, Josh, and we're going to talk about later how to hear the Lord in more practical ways. I'll give you a lot of ways, but you have to believe that God is actually inside your body, and He's influencing you. So I always uh, find it interesting when you hear people that are outside of the world of Christianity that are talking about uh, us, and they're saying that we say we hear God, and they, they think that we mean we audibly, audibly. hear Him, you know? And uh, that's not the case. Uh, obviously, it's not the case. Um, but I mean, how do, how do you how, how do you describe that? Because I'm just can I jump in? Sure. So, so I, I'm a lab rat. We talked about that last week. I've lived in the world, and I know what that spirit's like. And I've lived in Christianity. But I agree with Pastor Ron. The, when I when you come to uh, uh, to our church, and it's the only thing I've ever known is our church, and I've spent 35 years in it, and it's worked for me. So I mean, I've got a track record of what's working. And then, um, so, so, so I was there, and I had a desire to accept Christ. It's my first step of faith, right? Mm -hmm. And I accept Christ. So then I get there, and so I start getting some instructions. And I'll never forget the first night I heard God. And I can say this. Pastor Ron was struggling with the Wednesday night message. You don't remember this? Because you said it. You go, I've been struggling with this all day, so we're going to stop. And it was a Wednesday night. We're in the old sanctuary thousand people strong, crowded in together. He says, so we're going to take a minute. We're all going to get on our knees. And I think one or two of you people are going to hear God. So everybody got on their knees. And my friend John Haddad, and my friend John Haddad can vouch for this. We're sitting in our seats and we're looking at each other. He goes, what are you going to do? I go, I'm going to get on my knees because I look stupid right now. <laughs> He's looking right at us. 
And pastor said, I've been struggling with it all day, so we're going to do it. So I got on my knees, and I heard God. And how I heard God was, and I'll say what he said, because I've said it many times, he told me, hey, that girl Tiffany, I'm going to bring her back, and it's not for you, it's for me. So I was like, what the heck? And then we finished up with, and tell John. I've said this story, and you could bring John on here and give him a lie detector's test, he'll tell it. So we got up, he looked at me, he goes, you heard God. I go, I did. He goes, tell me. I go, I'm supposed to. So we walked out of the church. First thing I did, he kept bugging me all the way out to the car, and he finally says, Tom, you got to tell me. I go, I do. And I go, he goes, so what'd you hear? I go, God said he's going to bring Tiffany back. He goes, that girl that hit you? I go, yeah. He goes, you don't want that. I go, I don't want that. I'm just telling you what I heard. A year and a half later, guess what? Yes. She's back. And there's a crazy story hooked to that. But I'm just saying, I heard it. He knew it. Well, how do you explain these things? Yeah, I, I, I these God stories. It. How do you? I've, Tiff and I've been married uh, for 28 years now, and we didn't talk for a year and a half. See, most people have heard my God stories. So but would but you call I, these more like experiences? I think experiences you, that validate that you can actually yes. hear God's voice. I mean, here's one that the people haven't heard much mm -hmm. of. We had two foster boys named Shane and Sean. Mm -hmm. They were in our life for several years, and they, 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 they uh, ended up getting adopted by another family. And we hadn't seen them for like 10 years or 12. Now, explain this, and I've got a hundred of these stories. So one day, Debbie and I are out walking and praying, and I said, uh, I think Debbie said it. It wasn't me. It was one of us. I think it was her that said to me, she said, God told me in prayer today we're going to hear from one of our foster boys. And so I said to her, I said, well, if you think God's saying that to you, that's crazy, but it's going to be a miracle when it happens because we haven't heard from her 10 or 12 years. Two days later, we get a call, a known number. I answer it and said, this is Shane, uh, your foster son. And I go, blow me away. Now, you all know I have hundreds of stories that there's no way that these stories would be real or could even take place if it wasn't for hearing God's voice. So, Well, I hear a lot of people that aren't Christians, right, say that, that, they, that they make decisions based on their gut. A lot of times, right? right. Their yeah. gut feeling. Um, what's the difference between a gut feeling and hearing God? Well, I said it for years. That before you're saved, you have a hunch very often. That, you know, I have a hunch this is going to happen. After you get saved, your huncher gets saved too. <laughs> and it comes, it comes under the influence That's of good. God. I mean, you know, and I, I, I'm tempted. I mean, I could tell you God's story after God's mm -hmm. story after God's story where I, I've come into a group and said, God's told me something, and it comes to pass the next day. Yeah. And you go, there's no way this right. could happen. You've all heard my, well, maybe a lot of people out there haven't. I mean, you guys have. These stories that I tell, they are so, uh, what's the word I want to use, Tom? They're so... Extraordinary? Uh, extraordinary. Well, well, and, and they've guided your life. For 50 years. Yes, and, 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 and you have passed that down to us. And to me, that's the exciting part about Christianity. It's real and alive because I love it. Je Jesus said, my sheep will hear my voice. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that they know who the robber is because they don't know yes. his voice. Yes, there and, you go. And, and so that's the difference because I want, there again, I'm like pastor because I've been under his teaching. I want to know this is real. And the only way to know it's real, and I will tell you this, and you may not like it out there, some of you, is that you do have to take it at faith and you do have to experiment with it. You have to experiment. You, and, and, and I think when you do, you start to be yes. convinced. How are you convinced with anything else? I mean, I've been weight training since I was 13. I've done a lot of things that didn't work, but I've done things that work, so I keep doing the things that work. 
even now that I'm 64. I keep going back to yes, the things that work. Works. I pass. I, I, I throw mm-hmm. out the stuff that doesn't work. So I think God wants us to keep going back. Well, you know, and, and, and I don't want to get ahead of us because I love the, uh, the conversation where it's going organically. But I think that you can put some rules, Pastor Ron's going to say, in place to help you keep you in your lane. Right. Yeah. You know, For, it, it saved my life. I, I wear, I don't like Christian shirts, but uh, I wear the one Jesus saved my life. For example, we had a big birthday bash planned at Disneyland or whatever one day. I'm in prayer and Debbie comes in and tells me, you have a doctor appointment today. And I said, well, we're going to Disneyland today. I went back into prayer again. I was praying. I came out and I said, God has told me I have to go to my doctor appointment. Now, that is so against what I would normally do. And so we, we told our kids we can't go to Disneyland. I went. I said, I don't know why God's telling me to go. They found prostate cancer that day. And it was timely. I mean, they found wow. it right before it metastasized. Let me ask you a question. I'll ask you this, Josh. Could you get stone drunk today? and not see the influence of that, that liquor? I don't think so. Not possible. In the same way, you can't receive the Holy Spirit and start growing in Him without seeing the response of, of, of Him being in you. Now, again, I've said it before, and I'll say it here today. You're out there, well, I don't believe God speaks. Well, you know what? He will never speak to you. Right. You have to have faith, as Tom said. You've got right. to experiment. You've got to read the Bible and say, okay, it says right here, Whoever is of God hears the words of God. And it says, you don't hear the words of God because you're not from God or you're not of God. Mm. And so you have to choose to be like a little child. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. I, and yeah. now you've got to start believing. If he's I inside thought, of me, I'm going to start hearing him. I, I feel like a good passage that I've used before um, to understand hearing God is when Jesus comes before, when he's arrested, right? He's brought before um, Herod, right? And Herod basically... He's depicted in that movie, Passion of the Christ, as this, like, you know, kind of uh, unkept, kind of, like, likes to play around, you know, has women around him, alcohol, just whatever. He's just, like, hanging out. And he's just, like, he's, like, hey, you know, entertain me. I want to I see you do your tricks, Jesus. I want to see you do your thing, your miracles. I want to see you, yeah, you know, I want to see this. And Jesus just is silent. And so I, I think that sometimes intention is the most important thing when we come to God and just say, hey, I... I'm not, I don't need you to do a trick to impress me. I don't need you to say something to even affirm me necessarily. Sometimes we need that, but sometimes that could be, you can, you can get that too much, right? Um, instead, I want to hear what you have to say, whatever it is, good or bad. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like how many people are like, I want to hear God's voice, but are you open yes. okay. to hearing the rebuke? Are you open to hearing okay. this? Well, let's go back the, to the what happened to, to me just recently. Uh, and let me say something before I say that. Maybe we should use the word influence more yes. than yeah. hearing his voice yeah. even. Mm. Influence. Uh, for example, again, and I did not really think about it till I was preaching two weeks ago Sunday, where a king of Israel, um, he, he had an illness, and so he went to the wrong god, Bizelbub, the, uh, the, the god of Ekron. He went there and said, I want you to tell me if I'm going to live or die. And the prophet came on the scene from God, and he said, man, God's really ticked at you, not because of the question you asked, but because you went to the wrong God to ask it. Mm-hmm. Now, in that, that, in that frame, in that context, the, the, the last cancer I got, um, it's a cancer of uh, prostate cancer. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a long story. I had something called a chemical recurrence. Anyway, when I found out about it, what, a year and a half ago or two, uh, 
I immediately went to God, and I said, Lord, I need to hear your voice. I want to know if I'm going to live or die. The exact same thing that king of the Old Testament asked. And he wasn't rebuked for asking the question. He was rebuked for asking the question from the wrong God. And I said, I want to hear your voice. And I'm going to ask you to do me a favor because there's a lady in our church, and this lady, I don't know why, she hears God so well, so well. This lady's got an anointing on her. And again, I'm going to confuse our audience if they're not believers. But I said, God, I want to ask you a precise question because I've just sold my house. I've got money in the bank. And if I'm going to die of this cancer, then I need to keep my money in the bank and I, I don't need to go buy another house because this cancer can be life-threatening. And I said, God, can you do me a favor? Can you tell me there if I'm going to live or die? And could you deliver the message through this person? And I named her. Now, this person had not talked to me for weeks and weeks and weeks. Within three hours, she sends me a message. I wanted to send you something today, but God's told me to tell you, because you fear me, he said, I'm going to save you from death. I mean, plain as the nose in your face. So let's wow. stop there. One of the ways you hear God is through other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the main way that I hear God is through a constant conviction. Mm. It's a redundant thought. Now, those people out there that are Christians, they know what conviction is when you sin, conviction. It's a constant conviction that, that's there maybe all through the day, I go to bed, it's there. I wake up the next morning, it's there. And I go, this must be God because he lives inside of me. And I have the mind of Christ. He influences me. And let me say something else too. We talked about the drunk thing. I said, could you get drunk without feeling the effects? When do I usually hear God? When, for lack of a better phrase, when I get drunk in the spirit. I get my Bible and I start singing praises to God and I get into his, 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 uh, you know, presence. And that's usually when I hear God. Yeah. How, how do you separate? Because I know a lot of people are probably wondering right now, because you, we, we mentioned hunches and we mentioned, you know, having the feeling your huncher gets saved. But for the people listening, what would you say? How do you separate that hunch or that feeling from actually knowing that it's God's word? Because sometimes we get these things in our mind and then we pray on them and, you know, we're, we're struggling on whether it is actually God or if it's not God, you know, and then, cause some of those things can be damaging. Somebody can be like, Oh, I'm, I'm exactly. a good Christian. Exactly. I, I'm worship. I'm, I'm in God. And they get a word and they go share it with somebody immediately. And it's like that, that isn't God or they hear it themselves and it, it wasn't God. So the Bible talks about practicing with our spiritual senses. Tom said, it well, you right. got to practice, but, but here's the, the, the method that I use. Okay. If I have a redundant thought, it goes through my mind, goes through my mind, goes through my mind and will not leave. I'll take it to prayer a few days. And if it gets stronger when I'm in close proximity to God in the Spirit, if it gets stronger and stronger, it's probably God. But if not, it'll go away. I have prayed many times, God, I don't know if this thought's from you or not, this thing that's predominantly influencing my mind a lot. And so here's the thing, either make it go away or make it get stronger. And this is like a little child. Right. Again, that's why the verse is in the Bible. It should become converted like a child. You shall never enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Pastor, I'd like to address that if I can, because I I came to God at 34. And I heard that verse. I had didn't I couldn't revert back to a kid, but I had to do that in my thinking, because my thinking had to revert back and be retrained as a child, because I was already trained for thirty four years in the world. The Bible says that our we 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 learn by renewing of our mind. I'd like to add something to yours because I've learned from you, Pastor. The Bible says that we're supposed to take every thought captive and obedient. To Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother and I talk about it, and my brother being in law enforcement, he goes, oh, I got a perfect illustration for that. He goes, I go out and arrest people. I'll pull them over for a, uh, you know, for a traffic violation, and I'll look them up, and they got a warrant. 
I'll say, hey, you got to step out of the car, and I got to arrest you. And they're like, well, I didn't do anything. He goes, well, I can't say you didn't, or I can't say you did. I just see that there's a warrant out for you, so I got to take you. And tomorrow you can talk to the judge. And if the judge finds out that you didn't do it, then you're released or you go to jail. That's to me like when I take a thought captive, almost like arrest it. Yes. And then I take it to the judge, which is the word, to see if it aligns with what the That's word good. says. Yeah. Yeah. And as I align it to what the word says, I said, this is not going against God's word. I've got this conviction that won't go away. And I'll put the two together because I did this when I left um, a, a corporate job to come in the ministry. I got a scripture in my heart, which you've told us about, and, and I opened it up, and the scripture was in Matthew uh, 29, 19. It says, anyone who leaves fathers and brothers and sisters and mothers and farms for my namesake will receive a hundred times in this life and the eternal. Mm. I was working for a farming company, so I was like, that was speaking exactly to my circumstances. So let me just re-clarify yeah. exactly what you're saying, just to yes. simplify it for people yes. like right. me that are a little uh, slow. I, w- I was too depth. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't get accused of that. You very weren't often. too. You weren't. It wasn't the depth. It's the it's the idea that you said that I want to make sure people understand right. here that the Bible is the authenticator. Yes. Right. Right. It's yep. the it, like if you have Proof a thought text. and you have another, th- you know, this, these thoughts that keep coming and people are confirming it. Well, does it line up with the Bible or not? And I, I think that's what, that's the most important thing that we can do. I, I, I'm, I've been getting into baseball cards, right? And I, I, you know, I have these cards from different places and, and I'll look at them and I'll think, oh, here's a card that's worth a lot. And then I think to myself, is this, is this an authentic, authentic. car? Right. And there's only one way to find out. I have to send it to the authenticator, right? right. I have to send it to the grader, and, and they will tell me whether it is authentic or not, and then they will come back with a grade of how, of how, uh, of how uh, uh, good the quality, quality is. That's so right? huge what you're saying. And, and, yeah. and I think that like, sometimes you know, if you have Bible-believing friends and you, uh, yep. and, and you study together and you pray together, mm-hmm. You say, hey, I think you can come to somebody. I think it's perfectly fine for me to come to Vince and say, hey, yeah. I think God's saying this, right. but I'm not sure. Will you pray with me yeah, on that? Right. And then we'll, can we read about it and study? Because does it line up with the word? And, and bounce it off of your friends that actually have that intention. Josh, and your it's pastors, so important, yeah. again, and you said it well. It can, this can be a dangerous topic. Because, again, there's these Looney Tunes going around saying, I heard God, and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. You have to live close to God. But let's go back to Apostle Paul for a second. You know, he wanted to go this direction to minister the gospel in Acts, and he said, the Spirit of God didn't allow me. So then we tried to go this way. The Spirit of God didn't allow us. So now we're saying, what should we do? And then we had a dream and a vision from a guy from Macedonia saying, come and help me. And he said, we concluded that was God. Mm. Superior for confirmation. We we concluded. That's interesting. We yeah. concluded that it was how God often, speaking. How often do people get off track because they conclude? They conclude and they. Well, Josh, yeah, Josh again. Okay, now I've served God for fifty years. If I can go back and think of sixty-five different times that I thought God spoke, and I go back and look at those with hindsight, and let's say all those sixty-five, fifty-nine of them came out exactly what I thought He was saying. The other six didn't. Well, those are good enough odds for me to think I'm onto something. Let, let's use the example. That's good in baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> batting average. Well, right now, yeah, right. because our audience, a lot of them has never heard these stories. Let me just use sure. this one right here. It saved my life. You were living in the house. I had leukemia, and the doctors gave me four years to live. So they sent me uh, chemotherapy, and I'd give myself a shot twice mm-hmm. a day, and it was keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. And so one day I go into your mother, and I go, "God has spoken to me and told me to throw all my chemotherapy away." 
Now, this is crazy because without it, I'm going to die. But I said, God told me, and if he told me, then I got to do it, and I'm in good hands. And so what did I do to prove that it was God? I just didn't say, I know it's God because I heard it in my mind. I say, now I need confirmations. Wise people get confirmations. It's all throughout the Bible. So I said, God, we were laying in bed that night on a Saturday night, and this is just the way it worked. And I said, God, I want to confirm that what I'm hearing is you. So tomorrow when I go to church, I want you to have Belinda Matley, there's a lady in our church by name, come up and give me a word from you. And I said, if she does that, because no one gives me words, that's a miracle, I'll throw my chemotherapy away. Your mother rolled over and said, not that easy. She said, beside Belinda, I want God to also have Charlie Garcia give you a word. So, okay, now, th- this is, there's no way this is going to happen without a miracle. Up Obviously, obvi- he, we upped the ante. We went to church that day. Belinda gave us a word. Charlie gave us a word. I mean, it was crazy. The first word Belinda gave me was, I saw you out on a boat in the middle of the lake with no oars. And said, I want to swim out to help you. And God said, that's right where I want him. And I go, whoa, I got a word. Now, I'm, I'm going to go on because a lot of people have never heard this story. And so I said, I got one word. Now if Charlie Garcia gives me a word, it's, it's God. Next service, Charlie sat in the front row, didn't say a word, left. And I thought, man, I was halfway to a miracle. As I'm on my way to the car, Charlie comes tearing into the parking lot in his little Corvette and said, man, I went home. God said, I have to come back and give you a word. At that point, I didn't care what the word said. But he says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. You know what that means? If you look up the Hebrew, it means it's not by potency of chemotherapy. It's by my word you're going to live. And so I went home, threw away all my chemotherapy. Now, again, I hesitate to tell those stories, but I, I got to remember, probably 60% of the people out there don't go to our church. They have not heard these stories. My life was affected by, I thought I heard God. What am I trying to really, uh, uh, you know, uh, really say here? What's the lesson I really want the people to hear? When you think you're hearing God, and it's a redundant, ongoing thing, you ask for confirmations. Mm-hmm. If you don't get them, then it isn't God, probably. If it's God speaking, believe me, he will give you the confirmations. You'll go, now I know it's God. As we're sitting here, and you can believe this or not, and I have the email, and I'll show this. Belinda sends me a message two days ago. I didn't see it until yesterday. I go home, I'm like, I didn't know. She sends me a message, sends me a message and she's addressing it to somebody else. But I felt like I was supposed to share those scriptures with Josh, like, because the way that she wrote the message, I was like, I'm split, but I'm like, I'm not going to share those unless I get a confirmation. And you just literally brought it up back up today. Wow. So How now cra- you know. No, like literally as we're talking here so in the podcast so you're today, proving the, the, the I literally said, God, now. am I supposed to share these with Josh? Because the scriptures were pretty like, but they were meant for somebody else. I don't want to say who. You're getting a confirmation email. right as now. As we were sitting here. You're hearing God. That's why I was smiling because I was just like, hearing God. that is wild. And, now, and it, just for you to bring up her name, too, because you haven't been Okay, and there's no way I should have told that story because our church has heard it 20 times. <laughs> but for some reason, I felt like God said, for those that haven't heard it, you need That's, to tell it again. So you heard God right now. Fabric. I mean, you can't fabricate that. You can't make it up. I literally have the emails. <laughs> Belinda, If she, I think she listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. She's going to be like, what, what, wait, what? Well, cool. well, <laughs> well I, I'm going to say one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with is self-doubt. I think self-doubt is one yeah. of the biggest things you have. And, and I would challenge, and I challenge people every day. I challenge a guy today in our Bible study because he was doubting and having self-doubt. I go, then what hurts to trust God and follow his advice? Because he was doubting himself. I go, because God's not going to bring that. Belief in God is going to establish you. And I, and I told him, I go, so let's take your self-doubt and let's see if God can overlap that and and establish something else in your life. 
and take it away from yourself because I think we're critical of ourselves. I think we're always going to be hard well, on ourselves. I think that's my biggest issue, Tom. Is, is is so many times in my past, I it's not that I doubt God will speak. I doubt that I will hear. I yeah. doubt that I will well, be able to well, decipher. You know? Seek, seek for the Lord God with all your, your heart, heart, and you will find Him. Yeah. But it takes seeking, and too many people are too well, lazy well, to seek. Right. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna Do you think it's this. laziness? Do you really? Well, think I that's think all it is? I think oh. some of it's laziness. Well, some hold, of it is. Hold well, on, guys, because it goes acknowledge God with in all, all your, your ways. Heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Understand. And I think that's where people get twisted up. Because then they inject their understanding, and they're like, well, I can't happen because of this. I, I tried it once before. It didn't work. Is there so, so, so then it says, and he will make your path, path straight. straight. So, so if you're Only take, then. So if you're taking a formula, and one plus one equals two, you have to acknowledge God in a circumstance. Then you've got to take your own understanding out of it, because I don't know about you guys, but me, I'll mess it up. My understanding will come in, and it will have all kinds of thoughts. It'll have self-doubt. It'll have insecurities. It'll have uh, uh, everything that's built up there. But if I take that out of the equation, my path gets straight. Yeah, what's interesting about that, Tom, is that many times in my life, I feel like I've started down the right path and felt like God spoke something to me. And then it, for me, I don't think it's as much laziness as it is distractions. You know, life. Uh, you have small children. You have a baby. One of the guys that's shooting this this morning has a brand new baby that's keeping him up half the night. Uh, you yeah, know, things things like that. A baby's great. A baby's wonderful. Uh, but life gets in the way sometimes. And so I think you can start on the path of doing something right that God is leading to you, you to. But then you have to stay on that path. You have to keep but asking. For as direction, you go right? back to prayer, because I mean, let me let me just let me just okay. let me just. Uh, Roll this out because I think this is a big deal. Um, how many people pray about something, get direction, get a word from God, they move on that direction, then they stop moving on that direction, and days and weeks and months go by, and then in the end, when they don't see God come through on his end, they blame him. Major problem right there. Mm. Major problem. Right. Listen to me closely. Right. You know why that happens? Because they're not daily in devotions right. every day, it's every day. They thing. stop doing devotions. Yeah. Every time you go to devotions, right. if you're doing them every day, God will revive that thing he's telling you every day, every day, every day. What happens in the case scenario you're talking about, mm -hmm. we hear God and we're hearing him, and all of a sudden we stop doing devotions, yeah. and it fades away. Well, the, the seed well, we is stop, stolen. We stop seeking, so, Well, right? something else stop happens. Seeking, right. We run into resistance. Right. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. usually it's resistance, and that can come in many fashions. You sound like somebody and, who's read uh, the book, uh, the, Art, the War of Art. Yeah, and so really when the resistance one. pushes back on us, we stop dead in our track, not realizing what in the heck do we not think? We're not going right. to get resistance. Right. But, but again, Thomas, go back. You and I especially live in such a way that when I ask God about something I want to hear his voice on, I really expect to hear him. Right. In fact, where a lot of people are surprised I heard God, I'm surprised when I don't hear God. But let's go back to the day of Pentecost. When these guys got drunk in the Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and started saying all this stuff, the people said they're crazy. Yeah. They're drunk. They're drunk with wine. Right. Uh, Kevin Costner, go back to that movie again. They thought he was crazy. Right. He was actually seeing things, hearing things. Of course, that's fictional. Well, but it, it serves a good word picture. Too, I, I think that the, uh, in Psalms, you know, we see, we hear uh, word pictures and, and it says that he, he's light into our path. And when you think of a light back then, it was a candle light. It wasn't a 25,000 lumen <laughs> spotlight where you could see a mile ahead. Um, and you hear David say, uh, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because you're with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. How long is a rod? 
It's only a few feet. And God uses that to, to clear out the path mm-hmm. directly mm-hmm. in front of us, not necessarily the path that is a, a week or a two month or a away. month. Because, and that's where anxiety overwhelms yes. us, right? I know for me, I, I, I'm always, I always get to a place where I, I feel anxious about what's going to happen next month or I feel anxious about what's going to happen next year. And it keeps me from seeking today. And that's a problem that I've had. And I've, and I've had to acknowledge it. And I'm still acknowledging it. And I'm realizing that it's a daily thing. I mean, it really is. Well, I, I, and, and um, I, th- I think if the listeners are out there, and if you're saying that's me too, of course it's you. Yeah. I, we all live in the same skin. Mm-hmm. But I think as you keep moving forward, that you'll start to build up a rhythm. And I love that Pastor Ron said that, we expect something happened. Pastor Ron said at one time from the pulpit, he says, man, when you're praying, pray with specifics because when God comes through, you want to know You want to know it it's him. him. Yeah. I mean, I have based almost 15 <laughs> years living this way. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's hard for some of the people to understand uh, why I am so passionate about this. I've lived 50 years the way, this way and it's never let me down. I mean, I am blown away because Jesus said, when I come, I'm going to give you life abundantly. Yeah. Well, uh, let me go back to the uh, specifics thing, because I've also been in a place where, and I'm just trying to relate to everybody today. I'm, I'm speaking of all my struggles, uh, and hopefully it helps. But you're, but you're speaking about my struggles, And it's too, true. Josh. These are true it things. Is. How many times have I said, God, help me to have a good day? Amen. You know, that, that type of prayer. That's so broad. Too, what does too that broad. even mean? Too and and, and oh. is it even God's will right. that I have a good day? And what's a good day? Right. I mean, that's just, it doesn't even mean anything. Did you ever, but what does mean something is, dear Lord, I pray that, you know, my daughter has been sad today. I pray that you would give me three opportunities to encourage her today. There you go. And then you write that in your journal. Yep. You keep track of it. And at the end of the day, um, you, you say, man, that happened. Those three things. And then that's what strengthens your faith, right? Do you, do you ever go into Costco? specifics and, and or, or let's say you go into a big department store and somebody comes up can i help you and you say yeah show me some things what thing just show me some things <laughs> i want to see some things right, right. That, no. you're not specific right. you gotta say, yeah, I, i'm looking yeah. for a red bicycle right uh, you walk in yeah the greeter is there uh, what can i help you find today sir uh, some things stuff. well josh <laughs> josh i think you good hit, stuff though i think good it, stuff. i think you hit on one of the most <laughs> tactical things anybody could do if they want to start hearing God, is start journaling. Yeah. Because yes. then you'll start yes. to see a True. pattern. Yeah. You'll start to see And there's it no work. excuse. I mean, look, you say, hey, I don't like to write things down. I don't want to go buy those journals. They're expensive. You have an iPhone? Yeah. You have a notes app? Do you have, you know, a scratch paper around? Like, write things down. Put them right. in a drawer. Save but them. But again, the Bible, Jesus said it, and I use it a lot. Let it be to you mm. according to your faith. That's huge. Mm. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, God doesn't speak. Not going to speak to you. Mm. God doesn't heal. He's not going to heal you. Right. Well, you know, and this is something I've talked to you guys about, and sometimes I don't even like to say it because it's costing us all something. But when I first heard about moving to Tennessee, you were from my first confirmation. Remember that? I came into the room. You said, hey, I had a dream with so-and-so in it. Why would I have that? I go, oh, my gosh, this. So my wife, so that was three years ago. So my wife, two months ago, came and says, Tom, I love it that you've got confirmations about Tennessee. I need them. And I was like, that's kind of, why would you need them? I've got them. And so I prayed with my wife. I says, Lord, today, and it was 5.30 on a Saturday. I got the actual date. I think it was the 29th of um, August. And I said, Lord, today Tiffany needs a confirmation about moving to Tennessee. And she's like, okay. So my wife's going out yard selling. She has a business. So she goes out. Half hour later, she calls me. She goes, we're moving to Tennessee. I go, what? 
How, how did that happen? She goes, I'll tell you when I get home. I go, no, tell me now. I'm more excited than she is. She came back. She told me that she ran into some people that were having a yard sale, selling everything, and she felt that she was prompted of asking a question. It seems like you guys are moving. She did that, and they said, yeah, we're moving. She goes, can I get nosy and ask where? They said, Tennessee. She thought she was done, and she felt God say, no, ask more. So she said, can I get a little more nosy? Where are you moving at Tennessee? They go, Clarksville. Why? She goes, wow, that's where we're moving. I mean, how can you come up with wow, that? Right. I mean, my Random, wife was so yeah. excited. But then my wife that night said, hey, Tom, you got to pray for me now because now I have anxiety because it's real. Hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, yeah. like, I'm like you. I can't jump there because it's still two years away. Right. But I'm saying God is preparing us for something that's big. Why wouldn't he start to confirm it? Why wouldn't he confirm it through both of us? Because my wife is looking at me going, oh my gosh, we have to start planning. Oh, no, let's don't get too far ahead. God has a, what does the word say? When, you know, God didn't bring me this far just to let me down. To let me down. You know what? Again, if the audience is listening well, they're going to hear passion. Yes. See, the New Testament church, which I think we need to reduplicate. I believe the New Testament church is still going on today. What you read in the book of Acts should still be going yeah. on today. They had a spirit of awe. And mm-hmm. we're, that's what we live with, Tom. I'll call yeah. Thomas. Tom, guess what happened to me? Yeah, yeah. Tom will go, oh. Yeah. He'll say, guess what happened to me today? I go, oh. There's a spirit of awe and passion. Now, mm-hmm. again, I, I wrote my first book, Conspiracy of Silence. And the whole idea of that title was, there's a conspiracy by the devil to, to, to stop you guys from hearing God. Yeah. He'll do it through skepticism. He'll through, do it through lack of faith, whatever. Again, you have to realize... Had I not learned to hear God, I would be dead today. Absolutely mm. dead. There's, there's no way I would have lived without hearing these words from God as he guided me along this healing journey. Mm. It is really important that we learn to hear God's voice. But again, let's go back to influence. People are thinking, do you hear it audibly? No, we don't. It's a conviction of the heart. For example, if you're a Christian, you hear God a lot and you don't know it. You don't know it. When you have a fight with your wife and you hear this little voice going, apologize, apologize. That's not you. <laughs> right. <laughs> when you're watching TV and you're watching a terrible program and you hear, change the channel, change the channel. That's not you. Right. You're hearing God more than you think. You just don't recognize it as God. Mm. If we start getting in tune with our spirit and learn to live with this indwelling Christ, mm. you'd be shocked what and, it would do. do we have think, the mind of Christ. And do you think it's uh, something that's like a preemptive kind of practice? Like It's you something where you wake up in the morning and it's a good day. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't seek God because you don't know what the day has for you, right? You got to be ready. And I think that so many times uh, in people's lives, we 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 blow it off because of you know we think it's not that big of a deal. You know, God God knows I love Him. I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna move on. Here's an honest question, Vince, Josh, Tom. I want you to answer me honestly, okay? How many times this week have you actually asked the Holy Spirit for help? Come on, be honest with me. How many yeah. times this week have you actually said, Holy Spirit, I need your help right now? Um, this morning, yesterday, yeah. the day, yeah. Sunday. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, okay. every day. Daily. I'm being, I'm being yeah. honest. Okay. Yeah. I'm being honest. Every yeah. day I get up in the morning and pray, but, yeah. and specifically, God, I need to hear you. Is, let, let me say this. Church. Let me say this. It was a rough week for me. So I was You're much more, more apt yeah. to ask to be connected with God mm. and ask him for help. Okay, let me ask you this. And I and I was like up and down this week and and so I begged God for help. And and, and but on days on weeks where I get comfortable, mm. I might That's get true. too comfortable. Yeah. You know? Most Christians out there are not asking for his help. Yeah. They say they believe in the Holy Spirit, but they don't. But let me rephrase this right here. How many times do you go to prayer 
and you got this idea you're going to do something like I'm gonna, today. I'm going to tell somebody off. I'm going to let them know what I think, man. This is good for them. They're a bully. Bullies need to be confronted, and I'm ready. And I go to prayer, spend 20 minutes in prayer, and everything's changed. 100%. Who's changed all these ideas? <laughs> and it happens regularly. So uh, Tom and I were talking before the podcast, and I said, you know, you know, Tom, you know what's a good way to really, really hear God is to uh, listen to what the enemy's saying to you. Yes. And realize Do it's the probably opposite. the opposite, you know? Uh, like you're uh, you're unworthy. No, you're worthy. You're uh, not good enough. No, you are good enough. You're not loved. No, you are loved. You're not a part of that. No, you are a part of that. That's that's the truth. You, it's the opposite of whatever that well, voice and, is. And, I, and Josh, I told you, a lot of times my first reaction mm-hmm. is against God's word. Well, Tom, we're, you know, we're I get angry or something. And it's like there's a reason why yeah. our minds are. Uh, bent toward the negative. And it's because yes. we have evolved to be uh, protective of yes. ourselves and, our, and the people around us. We need so, to see danger. Right, exactly. So if there's danger, you feel danger, that's negative, you do something about it. But that's it. The problem is, is so many people live in a constant state of danger, yes. constant state of fight or flight, that that they're constantly yeah. afraid of what's going to happen. And when the enemy says, you can't do it, it's a confirmation bias kind of situation where they're like, oh, yeah, you're right, I can't do that. Because that's scary, that's bad. But God is saying, go through the fire, go well, toward jo- the obstacle, well, Josh, go toward the thing that scares you, you right? S- you said the, the key so many words. Times. We have to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Because if you stay in your comfort zone, you're yeah. never going to be challenged. There is risk and reward. And, and I'm mean, speaking, and look, I'm speaking from a point where I've pulled myself off the pulpit. I've taken my name off of the pastor role. I am a struggler. I'm somebody who's having who's having a hard time. I'm still in it. I'm still working hard. I'm still pushing forward. And when I fall, I get back up. And you know what? The people around me are, are, are always encouraging right. me. And they, God himself <clears throat> is always there. They call He's that normal. They call, don't they, Pastor? Me. Yes. They yeah, call you know? that normal. Yes. Yes. We all wake up that way. I'm in, I, 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 I'm in the, uh, the double A's right now. So, no, in, Well, Josh, you lived with me during the time of leukemia. Yeah. You saw the shots. You know everything I went through. And yet, when I asked for a confirming word, I said, God, speak to me. One day, he, he had me pull up my side of the road. And I know this is not going to go good with a lot of people listening to us. But he said, open your Bible, and I'm going to give you a promise. I opened it one time. I said, okay, I'm going to open it. God, you divinely show me what you want to show me. And my finger went right down to the verse that said, a thousand shall fall at thy sight, mm. and 10,000 the right hand. But this thing will not come upon you. You're only going to look upon it with your eyes. And I went home. I said, I heard God. He said, I'm going to see people die of me, mm-hmm. die all around me. But for me, for some unknown reason, he said, this thing's not going to touch you. And Josh, here I am. How many years? What, 25 years? I'm alive. But you saw the real deal. Not just alive, I was, you're I was thriving. You're I'm thriving, thriving yeah, you're because right. God spoke well, to me. And, and, and it's also important for me to tell people that I've seen the other side. I've seen the parts where you do doubt and you have a hard time yes. and you are struggling and you are asking people for advice. Uh, people don't see that because they only see you on the pulpit. But the truth is we all struggle. We mm-hmm. all um, have moments where we are unsure. And it, it, in my from what I've learned from you and these guys and, and Tom and, and, and all these guys around me, sometimes it just means God hasn't quite given you the full puzzle piece. Well, yet, Josh, I'm glad right? you brought that up because very often I get in the pulpit and I'm showing you the highlights over the year. Yeah. This isn't everyday life. It's the Instagram version. There you go. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, we go through the same thing. And that people, people, want, in the world and people go need to see yes, the completed pro, uh, you know, product. Yes. They need to see the fact that it's working, obviously. They need to be encouraged. But 
I think it's also important for people to understand that, I mean, you're, you have all these notes right here. It's like chicken scratch. There's lots of chicken scratch. There's lots <laughs> right. of show your work. You know, when you're little, they, they say, okay, what's the answer? That's not, right. chicken, yeah. math. That's not chicken scratch. Right. But what, what's the answer to the math problem? Uh, well, it's this. Well, how, you need to show me your work. Why? Because I want to see, I want to see the, the mess that you had to get through to get here. Get you know, there. it's important. I and think a lot of times too, when we're going through those tough times, we overcomplicate it because we, because we think that we're so far off that we can that we stop hearing God's word and the truth is is that God's pursuing us it isn't that that God has ran away from us it's that we've moved away from God and we overcomplicate it and now we feel like well God's not going to speak to me because right. this or that or we you know or we think that we have to go back and do this crazy ritual séance to get back yeah. and to hear yeah. God but really it's just What about so people simple. what about people that feel like they were in it they felt like they were hearing God and they fell away and they got caught up in whatever and then now they're coming back, and they're like, how do I get back in? Well, well before I answer I that, I want to go back to what Vince said. People over-complicate it mm -hmm. of hearing God. Right, they do. Now, I've walked with God for almost 50 years, and so wouldn't you think probably, if I've walked with God for 50 years, and I've heard His voice over and over and over again, I should probably be a little better at hearing it than somebody who's walked with God for 10 years. Is that true? Y yeah. Like the other day, I know it was God, and I don't often hear Him this way, but I ask all the pastors to go to the altar and repent of their sins. Uh, just not repent of their sins, but go down and, and spend time with God and see if there's anything they're supposed to repent right. of. Confess their sins as He makes us knowledgeable of them. And I went down and I said, God, what's there in my life that's, that's not pleasing to you? And out of nowhere came this thing. It said, I want you to do an altar calls. On Sunday, I want you to do an altar calls. And I thought, that's not God. So I kept trying to pray. I want you to do altar calls. I got up in my prayer, do altar calls. Now, I've walked with God long enough to go, I recognize that voice. That doesn't happen very often. That doesn't happen every single day. People that hear me, given my highlights, my name, well, that happens every day to you. No, not every day. That's the first time in two or three weeks I've heard anything or four or five weeks that clear, and that was God. So we don't want to overcomplicate it. Right. But then again, when you're in doubt, you have to get confirmation. For sure. You're, you're still on a journey. You're learning. But go back to your question again. You're talking about people that... that the so-called backslider or whatever that, you want to call Can I jump them. in real quick? I'm going to add one thing. Because this is the key that I think will fit the gap here. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. It's a substance. So you're not going to see it. So you've got to be able to be like a little child where you're going to believe something without seeing it, without reasoning it. So go ahead, Josh. But, but no, but no, Vince, you brought that up. Let's highlight on that. Yeah. That faith is the assurance. assurance. Faith is the substance that comes when you hear God. Yeah. So when you, this fits right in perfectly. When you hear God, when God speaks, there'll be faith built. That built or faith will be given to you when he speaks. Right. Faith is a substance. It's not something you can just drum up. So God says, when I speak to you, you're going to know it because there's going to be this substance called faith given to you. And that faith crazy. will make you go forward with confidence because it's yeah. a substance. It's there or it's not there. But It'll do make you, you do things you never wanted to do. Yep. Or where it is right there. Doing. But again, I'm being this guy. Do you think that the container that holds faith can be broken? You know, do you think that the uh, receiver can be broken a little bit? I, I just wonder because some people, they, they seem to, uh, and I can think of somebody right now in my mind, that they always, no matter how much you try to encourage them and help them, uh, they they come back with something negative, huh? and it's like they just can't receive the good. Okay, Josh, what, right what, now, what is right, that? Right now, we're in this room. There are all kinds of waves going through the air. There's 
there's computer waves, television waves, you know, electricity. There's all these Wi-Fi, waves, yeah. Wi-Fi, all these radio stations, TV, bad TV, uh, ba- all of signals. it's being, signals. Yes. being, all the signals are going yeah. through the air. Now, who's going to pick up on those signals? Only those that have the right receiver. If you don't have the right receiver, so you don't how, even know they exist. How do you uh, get there stuff. is what I'm saying. What if your receiver's broken? What if people are like falling, they feel like they've fallen away from God or they just don't feel it as much anymore? I know during COVID, a lot of people stopped going to church. They got out of their discipline of uh, reading, of studying, of praying, of, of fellowshipping. How do they... Do you want the difficult answer or do you want the simple answer? Ah, I think difficult. No, I'm just kidding. The simple, I think, simple is the one. way to go. Here it, is. Here it is. Real easy. Draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. Come back. Start spending time with him. Again, it says when he comes back, there's just going to be this group of people that come and say, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. And he's going to say, sorry, depart from me. I never knew you. You never spent time with me. You never so, talked to me. Again, you I'm, never included me. I'm, I'm trying to think from the person who is out there who doesn't have a lot of knowledge in this. What does that mean? What does that mean to draw near to draw God? Draw near to the Lord. It means specifically. What does it mean? Go Get up 30 minutes early and get a Bible, and get some kind of daily reading like we give in the church, go out and say, God, meet me right now. I want to spend 30 minutes with you. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to tell you all my problems today because the Bible says they're not not to be anxious for anything. Everything I'm anxious over, I'm going to submit to you in prayer. So I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you. Do that morning and evening, 20 minutes. Do it. For 10 days, you now have drawn close to God. He, As a result, he's going to draw close to you. It is so simple that people overthink it. There's a book called My Utmost for His Highest, and um, I think I'm going to grab it because I used to read that all the time. And uh, it's just like an anointed devotional, yes. um, a really cool devotional. And so uh, I'm going to get it for myself, and so I'm going to encourage you guys do, to Do you grab think we too. should continue this podcast? I used to go through that. you think we should continue this podcast right here? Um, probably, yeah. I think this is huge. I mean, there's uh, so I mean, much more We haven't more even to talked say. about community because I think... Like you said, the person that's falling away. Well, I, I wanted to get into yeah. also like the blocks, like yeah. what blocks it. What? Oh, what, oh can, what I, can, oh, can, can I jump in there real quick Ooh, on something? So much. So, so I came home from church one day and I was playing. I was playing hokey pokey, spiritual hokey pokey. If you don't know what spiritual hokey pokey <laughs> is, you put one foot in, you put one foot out. That's funny, right? And, and and I was doing that, and I I was giving my life to God. I was serving in church. But I was doing one thing. I, I you know God told me I had a woman problem, and I'm like I don't have a woman problem. I can get a woman. <laughs> And God said, that's the problem. <laughs> that's blocking you and my relationship. And I'm Ron knows this because I've shared it at men's retreat. That sermon that day was on spiritual warfare. Sometimes you got to put your war paint on when you get serious. And I think God gave me that impression, you need to get serious about this, Tom, or you're never going to break it. So I had an idea, and I put war paint on. The problem was I put it on with Sharpie, um, un, uh, <laughs> the, the kind of Sharpie you can't take off. Oh, man. Oh, like and legitimate war paint. Like you actually yes, did it. With yes, 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 yes. I, I'd encourage that <laughs> yes, 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 he did. He, he encouraged it, and I oh, fell man. for it because I wanted to be like a little child. That's and funny. I was serious about this. So there was a girl that I was dating that was coming over, and I think God says, make your stand now. Well, my stand was I couldn't let any uh, females in my house because it got bad after that. Hmm. So it said I, I had to put the chain on my lock. And so she came over, and I opened the door, and it opened like three inches, and I looked at her, thing I forgot was I had this little uh, marky still on my face. And, and and she's like, hey, what's crazy, going on? Crazy, crazy. And, and, and she goes, and imagine well, Tom, huge, yes. just really buff, yes. really yeah. opening, opening the door yeah. just a little bit. Just what's going on in there? Three, three inches. <laughs> because before that, it was like, hey, come on over. And, uh, yeah. and, and that's what the blocking was. So I said, I got I to gotta fix this. 
So a couple things happened. So after I, you know, did this, my uh, brother called me. He goes, Tom, you okay? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'm all, oh, 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 did she call you? He goes, yeah. Said that you've got stuff on your face. I go, <laughs> oh, and I went and looked. I go, I do. I forgot about that part. <laughs> and and so, and so then we hung up. I go, yeah, I'm just making a stand for God. That's blocking my relationship with God. Good. And so then my friend John Hannah called me, and I go, she called you too. And he goes, yeah, are you okay? I go, I'm very I fine. Think he's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's like he's got this stuff on his face. But I'm just saying, what blocks it sometimes is our unwillingness to be obedient mm. to the things that God is just putting in front of us. That's good, Tom. And, and that's where you do have to have a sign of obedience. And I was talking to Pastor Ron today. I think it gets as simple as this sometimes. It's obedience or disobedience. Well, you know? and, and so as I was obedient, all of a sudden doors started opening because I think it was this simple. God was saying, Tom, I can't take you any closer, any farther until you want to just have me. Yes. And I think God was saying, and I don't want you to screw up any more of my girls. Mm, that's and good. I, I, that's I, good. I, I think it was a twofold. And I had to see myself being a problem as much as a cure. And after that, it was done for me. Did it cause a lot of problems for my friends and other things like that? Yes. But it actually blessed okay. me. Okay, can I say this? Mm. Correct me if you think I'm wrong. If the world, if some people in the world don't think we're a little bit crazy or we live in this life right. Mm. The Bible uh, says we're a peculiar person. And it says that the natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit. They think we're crazy. Going back to Kevin Costner, he thought he was crazy in that fictional movie, which I think is a good word picture. Uh, Let let me, let me, I don't know when you want to end this, Josh. I I act like you're in charge here. I I kind of given this to you. I'm I'm the one that came up with this thing, but now you're in charge. charge. I just try to keep the pace. Have you ever felt a spirit of anger come upon you yeah is it real <laughs> yeah. how about a spirit of lust you might not want to answer that yeah, one yeah, a spirit of fear they're very real in the same way when the spirit of christ comes upon yes. you yeah. it's very real just like that and you will feel the same kind of responses well, you, you talked about getting drunk in the spirit and um when i would speak i before i spoke all the time anytime i spoke I would put my headphones on and i was mia nobody could talk to me for the hour before i speak and uh, part of that is I am getting drunk in the spirit. You know, I'm doing that. I'm talking to God. I'm, I'm receiving the spirit. I'm feeling, filling up and, and I'm confessing if there's any sins that if I, you know, whatever it is that I need to do to just clear my heart and clear my mind, I'm doing that. Okay. But during that time, do you hear things or do thoughts come into your mind? That would not normally. That come. would not normally come. Is that yeah, true? Absolutely. You're proving yeah. my point. But it's like, you know, I'm not actually putting more paint on. But at the time, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm yes. theoretically, yes. Uh, yeah. putting more paint yeah, on. Yeah, you're preparing. Getting yourself. ready to go into battle. Yes. Yeah, and sure. and and I and I think we're guys. I think there's there's a there's a part of this that does take a militant spirit. Yeah. It does a, l- yes. a little bit of a. That's I'll, a whole other podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, wow. but, but, and that's the thing. I was just, I was, I was going to say, are, are we going to do a part two of this, or are we going to just say, not say what we're going to do next week because we don't I, know? I think that's the best because <laughs> yeah. yeah. sometimes we say it and then we yeah. change our we mind. We really are uh, being led by the Spirit each week. We are. Yeah, we, are. we are. We're hearing. I God guess on we could say we're hearing God. Yeah, yes. on what He. Yes. Wants oh, us I think to last night when we sent the group message, I think we all heard God because you can. You asked. We were going. I was already feeling that way, and it was like, oh, let's let's just kind of clarify that yeah yeah we were going to speak on a topic hunch, yeah and and holy hunch i sent a message out to you guys going i don't know if i'm feeling good about this my spirit isn't feeling good 
this might open up a can of worms. Yeah. This could cause <laughs> debates <laughs> and all kinds of ugly things to happen. Then you all wrote me back. I'm not feeling it neither. Yeah. Me neither. See, yeah. we were hearing God together. Yeah. Well, the best way to uh, let your yes be yes and your no be no is to stop saying yes and no. There you go. Say maybe. There you right? go. <laughs> or I have a holy hunch. A holy hunch. Very often when... I tell people, I say, until you really know how to hear God's voice, you might use the phrase, I have a holy hunch right <laughs> so now. So that's a whole other thing. Whole I other get thing. really annoyed when people use God, and then they say God changed his mind later. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you changed your oh, mind. Oh, we got so much more to say. Anyways, okay. Love you guys. Um, we will be back next week uh, with something good. And something good. Because it's going to be from God. And um, this that? is episode 10, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, Praise yeah. God. Wish yeah. I had a party popper or something yeah. like that. Pop. But, uh, it's clapping. Yeah. All right. Well, love you guys. We'll love talk you guys. To you guys uh, next week. Bye. Bye. You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's rain. You're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. It's bubbling over like sweet champagne. You got your mama's sunshine. Your daddy's ring. You got your mama's sunshine. You got your daddy's ring.